Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Today is April 1st, 2022, and our first story. Ron DeSantis threatens to poll Disney World's special governing status over their support of child grooming. Disney said they want to get the parental rights and education bill repealed, defeated in the courts. But this bill prevents people from having secret sexual conversations with children. It seems that Democrats are losing the culture war and could lose in November because of it. In our next story, the Biden DOJ is threatening states that are passing laws to prevent transgender medical intervention for children. And in our last story, two gay men went to cartel territory to film exotic birds. This segment will talk about the weakness of our generation and the ignorance of people who think you can just travel all over the world into dangerous territory like Ukraine without training. If you like the show, give us a good review. Tell your friends about it. Now, let's get into that first story. The culture war is raging on as Disney's support for grooming children seems to be backfiring. With Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, now threatening to pull Disney World's special governing status. They've had the status for about 50 or so years and allows them to basically govern themselves on their own property. Ron DeSantis is saying wokeness is a threat and he's not going to stand for it. Now, when I say Disney is supporting the grooming of children, I mean it. They are. Initially, they didn't know what to do in the face of the parental rights and education bill, which the left claims is the don't say gay bill. Of course, the left is lying and wrong and desperately trying to justify why this bill does what they claim it does, when in fact the parental rights and education bill just makes sure that schools are informing parents about what's going on with their children, and it prevents discussions about gay or straight or otherwise for kindergartners to third grade. That means five to nine-year-olds. But there's something about the left. They're just hell-bent on having secret adult conversations with children ages five to nine. Now, I can sit here and say, I don't necessarily understand why, but I think we mostly have, we, we do, we have our theories. Now, Disney has come out in support of the activists, claiming that the parental rights and education bill is don't say gay. Okay, it's a lie. And Disney has made their bed because the reality is most Americans do not agree with this grooming of children. When they actually look at what's being promote, proposed, most Americans in the polls that have come out support the legislation. 
Look at what happened. Look at what happened in Loudoun County. Parents were livid and a Republican ended up winning governorship, partly due and largely due to wokeness and critical race theory. The only thing these cult members can do is try and spin a narrative, try and lie, or they're now filing lawsuits. NPR reports LGBTQ groups sue Florida over the so-called don't say gay law. I can't imagine this law, uh, I'm sorry, this lawsuit succeeding because the bill actually prevents a teacher from discussing heterosexual marriage and traditional coupling as much as it does anything else. It's a lie. The fascinating thing here is that many news outlets are claiming, but, but so many are on board with this. Certainly the Daily Wire is in the wrong. The Daily Wire announced they're going to be dumping, what, 100 million into children's content, which will be available starting next year. And Axios reports, but most corporations disagree with the Daily Wire and they support the activism in Florida and the grooming of children. The only way a child can come to an idea is if they're exposed to the idea. Harriet Tubman famously said, or maybe it's apocryphal, but I believe she said, I have freed many slaves. I could have freed many more if only they knew they were slaves. Ideas are everything. You plant an idea, you can change someone's world. And that's what many of these teachers are trying to do. Many kids may be depressed. There are predators in schools who groom these children into ideology and identities. Now, whether or not a child actually has an identity or a depression issue or a mental, uh, uh, mental issue or physical it's the problem of the parents. Now, the left is trying to push this narrative that, but what if the parents are abusive? I'm not going to out my kids. They're minors. You're not their parents. Why should a teacher, a random person, have more privileges with a child than the child's parents? Of course, they'll claim it's because the parents are abusive. Well, Ron DeSantis is striking back. And we've got some polls to talk about showing most Americans don't like wokeness. The Democrats are the creepos in the minority. And it's about time people stood up to them, which is what the Daily Wire is doing. So my respect to the Daily Wire crew, Jeremy Boring, Ben Shapiro, and everybody else working there who's pushing back and developing culture. Let's read this first story and see how Disney is going to be reeling from their support of child grooming. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to help support our work, these videos, and all of our journalists. As a member, you'll get access to exclusive episodes of the TimCast IRL podcast, where we talk with a variety of guests. We've had a bunch of really great people like Steve Bannon, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and you guys will probably get a kick out of these episodes because it's probably not what you'd expect. Sometimes we talk about weird stuff too, like science and sci-fi and psychedelics or religion. But as a member, you're keeping all of our journalists employed. So don't forget, you can also smash that like button right now. Subscribe to this channel. Share this video anywhere you can on social media to help us grow. You guys are our grassroots marketing. And now let's get into this, the first story with Ron DeSantis. Signaling support for stripping Disney of special self-governing status as feud escalates. CNN reports... Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Thursday signaled support for stripping Disney of its 55-year-old special status that allows the entertainment company to operate as an independent government around its Orlando area theme park. It's the latest fallout in the feud between DeSantis, a Republican widely seen as a potential 2024 contender, and Disney, Florida's largest private employer. After DeSantis signed the bill into law earlier Monday, the Walt Disney Company wrote in a statement that its goal was to get the law repealed and defeated in courts or defeated in the courts. 
DeSantis previously said Disney crossed the line with that statement. On Thursday, DeSantis went further, suggesting Disney's special privileges could be lifted. Quote, Disney has alienated a lot of people now, DeSantis said at a West Palm Beach press conference. And so the political influence they're used to wielding, I think, has dissipated. And so the question is, why would you want to have special privileges in the law at all? And I don't think that I don't think that's uh, that we should. DeSantis remarks follow a revelation that some Republican state lawmakers are considering a repealing considering repealing a 1967 state law that established the Reedy Creek Improvement District, giving Disney special uh, the power to establish its own government in central Florida. Quote, yesterday was the second meeting in a week with fellow legislators to discuss a repeal of the 1967 Reedy Creek Improvement Act, which allows Disney to act its own government. State Rep Spencer Roach, a Republican, wrote Wednesday on Twitter, if Disney wants to embrace woke ideology, it seems fitting that they should be regulated by Orange County. Lawmakers recently concluded their legislative business for the year and would not be able to repeal the act until they meet again next year, unless DeSantis or legislative leaders convene a special session. Interesting. It appears that um, that's actually happening. Uh, Ron DeSantis is going to be, or at least I believe he's considering or maybe calling a special legislative session, which could deal with redistricting. It could deal with Disney and it could even deal with constitutional carry, which I am a huge fan of. That would mean you won't need permits. You can walk in, you can buy a gun and you can carry it as you see fit. I'm a big fan of constitutional carry. But here is where I find the culture war getting truly interesting. The bill, in my opinion, I mean, I agree with most parents. It's a good thing. How is the left going to 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 actually convince regular working class Americans, mom and dads, that teachers should be allowed to have secret conversations with children ages five through nine about sexual issues? It's freaky. It's really freaky. Here's the story from NPR, and then we'll get into what Daily Wire is doing and the lies as it appears the left is losing these culture war battles. NPR reports gay rights advocates sued Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Thursday to block a new law that forbids classroom instruction on orientation and identity in kindergarten through third grade. Why? Just let third graders be third graders. Yo, it still doesn't even stop them from having private conversations with these kids. The law has catapulted Florida and DeSantis, a potential 2024 Republican, to the forefront of the culture wars. Critics call it the don't say gay law and argue that its true intent is to marginalize LGBTQ people and their families. Yeah, only the ones who are trying to have sex conversations with five-year-olds, which is bad in any respect. I don't care if you're gay or straight. It's just weird. The challenge filed in federal court in Tallahassee on behalf of Equality Florida and family equality alleges the law violates the constitutionally protected rights of free speech, equal protection, and due process of students and families. Wrong. I'm not a judge. I'm not a lawyer. But I can tell you, the First Amendment, free speech, does not stop the government from restricting itself. If the government says employees of the government can't do this, well, there you go. Now, the bill also includes private third parties giving instruction as well. Yes, the government can say inside a school publicly funded, you there's certain things that cannot be funded or scheduled or paid for. That is to say, 
While you can certainly protest in a public building, the government can restrict itself from hiring or bringing in people to work for on specific issues. The government can restrict itself. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKSeedKits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. Let's read, quote, this effort to control young minds through state censorship and to demean LGBTQ lives by denying their reality is a grave abuse of power. I think they're going to be hard pressed to convince a judge when the, uh, the defense for DeSantis says, Your Honor, this also prevents teachers from talking about straight traditional marriage. It's not targeting any individual group. Judge is going to be like, yeah, that's true. Here we go. Quote, the United States Supreme Court has repeatedly affirmed that LGBTQ people and their families are at home in our constitutional order. The state of Florida has no right to declare them outcasts. And it didn't. Hey, how about that? Or to treat their allies as outlaws. And it didn't. How about that? By punishing schools where someone dares to affirm their identity and dignity, the lawsuit says. So what? Think about what this means. They're trying to use LGBTQ as a shield for saying they should affirm themselves to children. What does that mean? Giving classroom instruction on being gay, straight, or otherwise. Instruction. Instruction. Listen to this, okay? I'm not going to play games. I'm going to pull up the law. Classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through third grade through grade three, or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. What does it mean to instruct? Instruction isn't just lessons. Now, they may mean that. Legally, it could just mean like a classroom uh, uh, lesson. But it says instruction. This, this to me, I believe, is more encompassing than just explaining that you have a boyfriend. There was a viral uh, story about a, uh, a, a teacher appeared on MSNBC who was gay and said that he wanted to explain to his kindergartners who his boyfriend was. Yeah, it's one thing to say that you have a boyfriend and perhaps these conversations are better suited between you and your parents or when the school deems that these lessons are necessary and to have a classroom instruction on who your boyfriend is. That is weird. Who supports that? They say, this is NPR, by the way, saying this. The law deliberately employs broad terms and invites arbitrary and discriminatory enforcement, empowering parents to be roving censors who can sue school boards for damages based on any perceived violation the lawsuit adds. Good. It restricts the government and it empowers people. Who are these people who want the government to just have all this power? Crackpot authoritarians. The law states, as I already read, classroom instruction. 
U.S. Education Secretary Miguel Cardona met with LGBTQ students and their family members at a school in Orlando on Thursday, discussing privately how the legislation is affecting their lives. Cardona's visit was one of several Biden administration events Thursday, showing support for the queer community, including a presidential proclamation recognizing Transgender Day of Visibility. We know why, while many transgender students experience valuable support at school, many others face significant challenges because of hostility directed at them by others. This includes a growing number of state laws that bully and intimidate LGBTQI plus students and their families. <clears throat> DeSantis and other Republicans have repeatedly described the rules as uh, <clears throat> as reasonable, saying children should learn about orientation and, and identity from their parents, not in schools. We will make sure that parents can send their, their kids to school to get an education, not an indoctrination, the go- governor said when he signed the law. Uh, this week. Many critics have said the law's language, particularly the phrases classroom instruction and age appropriate, could be interpreted so broadly that discussion in any grade could trigger lawsuits. Yes, it could. I I think even proponents recognize that. Creating a classroom atmosphere where teachers would avoid avoid the subjects entirely. Well, that's up to them. Intense public backlash followed the bill's introduction in Florida's Republican-controlled legislature this year. With the White House, Hollywood celebrities, students, Democrats, and LGBTQ advocates condemning the policy. Legal challenges have been expected. Yeah, because they're groomers. They really are. Not every single person, not every single Democrat. They're desperately trying to obfuscate what's going on. But the reality is we're talking about five to nine-year-olds. Now, perhaps there could be a conversation with 12-year-olds about, let's just say, adult issues that are not appropriate. And that is going to be up to a judge to interpret, which means when laws get passed, there are legal challenges and judges interpret the law. But what we're getting now is a backlash because this bill will stop a straight teacher from talking to five-year-olds about men and women coupling. Yeah. How about that? Well, here's where we're headed. The Daily Wire says it's pouring $100 million into kids' entertainment, striking back. Bravo, Daily Wire. They say the move, executives say, is in response to Disney's positioning on Florida's parental rights and education bill, known as the Don't Say Gay Bill. No, it isn't. You just call it that. I call it the don't say straight bill. But Disney, uh, Disney has begun to speak out about the bill in response to backlash that it didn't practically denounce it initially. Americans are tired of giving their money to woke corporations who hate them, said Daily Wire co-CEO Jeremy Boring in a statement. They go on to say, you know, the Daily Wire is expanding. They're growing. They did Harry's. The big picture. They say Daily Wire pushed into a Razor brand, selling over 45,000 Razor subscriptions in seven days. Yes, but... Part of the Daily Wire's appeal is denouncing efforts its audiences see as overly progressive, even when other major corporations don't agree. Dozens of businesses, including Starbucks, Nordstrom, Pinterest, have condemned the don't say gay bill. LGBTQ plus advocates argue the law would impact the mental health of youth. Um, yes, I, I agree. It would, it would impact the mental health of youth in a positive way. Now, as for these other businesses, Starbucks, Pinterest, Daily Wire, do you really need to open up a chain of coffee restaurants? Yes, you should. Maybe I'll do it. The problem for me is, you know, we're trying to do as much as we can, and I'm just one person, but um, we certainly could, with your support, open up the coffee business and then just start expanding. Maybe we should. People like coffee. We'll just do it. It's actually not that difficult. It's just time consuming. And I mean it. The Daily Wire, apparently, I I believe they say here, um, their 12-month revenue hit 
$100 million for the first time in January 2020. I think Jeremy was saying it was 100, uh, was it 120 million? So they're getting around, what is it? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're getting about $10 million a month. They could certainly afford to launch a chain of coffee restaurants. Anyone who wants to come out and say that five to nine-year-olds should be having sexual conversations with adults in secret, I have no problem doing everything in my power to shut you down and strip you of any kind of societal power you think you, can, you, you have or can cling to. That includes Starbucks. We praised Starbucks when they, when they allowed their employees to come back. I'm not playing this game. It's punishment time now. Starbucks, you want people to have secret conversations with five-year-olds about sex? I'm not for that. So now we're seeing people come out and saying, time to boycott. It's also Disney employees. Fox News reports Disney employees issue dire warning about the economic consequences of new leftward lurch. With respect to those who came out and, and, and stood up, and they, you know, this guy says that uh, there's a lot of employees at Disney who are not woke. I get it. But blah, blah, blah. The economic consequences, they don't care. They never cared. And it's time to jump ship. If you work at Disney, it's time to apply at the Daily Wire. I know we, we, we here at Timcast, we got to get on top of this stuff. We got to figure it out. Who wants to open a, a restaurant? Who wants to open a coffee shop? Let's do it. I'm not even kidding. We'll start small and our entire operation will be, will be about expanding because we're never going to play these games. We're going to open a coffee shop and we are going to subsidize it. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna run at cost. We're going to pay above market wages to all of our staff and every penny of profit will go right back into expanding. We've got the nonprofit on fact checking. It just takes time to build this stuff. It is not easy. Ah, oh, man. Talent is the hard part managerial power. But I crave launching these projects to give a big fat middle finger to each and every one of these insane cultists, which brings me to an insane cultist over at Twitter. Abigail Disney, who is the grandniece of Walt Disney, the granddaughter of one of the co-founders of the Disney Corporation, goes on to lie and gives an interesting argument based off something Christopher Rufo said. Christopher Rufo tweeted, just uh, two days ago, we are waging moral war against Disney. We are directly targeting their public reputation. We are turning half of their customers against them. Sure, I think Disney's done that themselves, to be completely honest, but I believe messaging has helped inform people of the disgusting behaviors of these Disney employees. You know that a bunch of people who worked for Disney were arrested for child trafficking, right? Abigail Disney says, like all radical ideal ideologues, the right wing has finally run amok and is coming to devour the, devour the hand that feeds it. Business. For my part, I am delighted. It is the business world that has been either by act or omission feeding the opportunist right wing to distract us with culture war nonsense while they rifle through the, the till and empty everyone's pockets. Are you nuts? The establishment, the cultural institutions are controlled by the left. She even admits it. Going on to say you need two things to rule with a minority. Wait a minute. A minority? I thought you said that um, big business was feeding them, but they're in the minority? Hmm. You need to be constantly looking for fresh meat to throw the minions to keep them riled up at, at all the time. That works until the herd thins. Remember Scar and Lion King? Blah, blah, blah. It's really only a matter of time. Blah, blah, blah. In the second tweet, she says, this anti-woke right-wing nonsense is unsupported by a large majority of Americans. In fact, most Americans are offended by it and wish it would just go away. These people live in bubble world. Let me assure you, my friends, you are not in the minority. 
First, from civics polls with 310,482 responses spanning April 25th, 2017 to March 31st, 2022. We can see that currently Black Lives Matter support is basically 50-50. support, 43% oppose. And there was actually a period where in November it was 44% oppose, 43% support. Now, this is tremendous. Although, if you go back to 2017, there was majority opposition to Black Lives Matter. Opposite, uh, uh, support for Black Lives Matter spiked at 52% to 29% opposition. It's now collapsed. Why? Let me show you. If you look at only Democratic responses, you can see that 85% support Black Lives Matter. However, there has been a drop from peak support of 5% from 90 to 85. Perhaps negligible, but Democrats overwhelmingly support Black Lives Matter. Among Republicans, I think it's fairly obvious. 87% oppose. Amazingly, though, right after the George Floyd incident, opposition from Republicans was only 59%. It's skyrocketed today to 87 So, Tim, you say, how is it that this lady can claim the overwhelming majority of, Amer- of, 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 of uh, this country do, does not support the anti-wokeness? She's lying. Because when you add independence into the mix, what do you see? 45% opposition, 36% support. That is to say, at the very least, at the very least, general polls show it's split down the middle. To say the majority, it's unsupported, just not true. Among independent voters and Republicans, opposition is clear. It's only among Democrats that support is very high. So when Abigail Disney says it is unsupported, it's just factually untrue. Case in point, let's read through what we got here. From inside sources, wokeness CRT costly to Democrats in last week's elections from November 10th, 2021. Perhaps James Carville and Bill Maher are onto something. The fiery Carville, a Democrat, said on PBS, stupid wokeness is costing the party. Yeah, Youngkin won because of what was going on in Loudoun County. Here's a story from commentary.org. Voters think Democrats are focused on culture wars because they are. From Politico. Democrats are losing the culture war. A messaging shift won't save them. The party must point to deeds, not words, to show they understand voters' concerns. But they don't. They don't. The Democrats are just riling up people around trash issues that they think will play well with the press. And regular Americans who don't pay attention are genuinely confused why People like David Hogg, the gun rights or the gun control guy, thinks adults should have secret conversations with five-year-olds about sex. Yeah, I don't quite understand what his activism is supposed to be about either. And it shows you something. Why is the gun control guy coming out and advocating for grooming children? Maybe he's a pedo or maybe not. I don't really think he is, but I think there are many who are. They come out and they say, this is about affirming identity. And many of these Democrats, for tribal reasons, because they're looking for red meat, will just say, yeah, Republicans are fascists. They sue over a bill that doesn't say gay in it and bars straight discussion as well as gay discussion. So what's their point? They want to have sex conversations with children. I mean, that's really it. I I dare you to give me a response that makes sense. They've tried. They can't do it because the bill primarily stops teachers from having secret conversations. That is to say, 
even with the bill. And I'm sure DeSantis will argue this, his people. Your Honor, under this bill, a teacher could have a private discussion with a student about identity or orientation. What is prohibited is withholding that information from parents, telling the child not to to, uh, talk to their parents, and having full classroom instruction on these issues. But if a a child is dealing with something, the teacher can still talk to them. So what do they really want? Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S.? With more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S., they have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. They want to have these conversations with your kids in secret. They want to tell your kids, don't tell your parents. That's what groomers do. That's what pedos do. We have protocol for how to deal with adults who abuse children. We ask the kids, has anyone told you not to tell your parents or your teachers or the police about something that's happening? And then, yeah, who? My uncle said if anyone found out, I'd get in trouble. And that's why we ask these things. And that's why we take it very seriously when there are predators who tell kids, don't tell your parents, you'll get in trouble. You can talk to me. These teachers will be with these kids for one year. The parents will be with them their entire lives. What gives these people the right? What makes them think they have the right to withhold developmental information and psychological issues from the parents of these children? The reality is they're preying upon them. They're predators. They want to exploit this. Get your kids out of these schools and homeschool them. Get them in pod learning. It's time to develop some kind of company around pod learning as well. Pod learning, I know it's a pod, it's a weird phrase, is where a bunch of kids from a local neighborhood all come together and a group of parents will hire a tutor or teacher to teach them. They'll have one teacher who teaches everything. I think what we should do is have like 10 pods in one area and the kids will have an overlaid like uh, uh, um, clan style of learning. That means uh, one student will be with Mrs. Smith and this will be clan one. Then clan two will be Mr. Johnson. These are all teachers who are hired by families. The way it would work is that let's say you have 30, 30 kids. 10 of them on, on Monday are with Mrs. Smith. Or I'll say 15 are with, are with Mrs. Smith and 15 are with Mr. Johnson. The next day, they switch. The next, then you have a third teacher. The idea is that at least once every, uh, every other day, all the children will eventually interact with each other. So when you have large groups of students, like 100 kids, 
You don't have a group of 30 that is one classroom. You have a group of 30 that actually move to different teachers and the structure would oscillate. So half the class would go to a different teacher the next day and then back. That way, all the kids get to interact with each other, learn a little bit from each other and, and share ideas while also getting instruction from teachers that you hire that are accountable to you as parents. That's how you scale it up or keep it small. My concern is social development. Kids playing with each other is very important for social development, peer learning. And I'm also concerned about immunity. Kids being exposed to other kids, they may get sick, but it does help strengthen their immune system. So you do want to have a diverse network of how these students can interact with each other. But you know what? I, I think Democrats are absolutely losing the culture war. I really do. February 16th, 2022, Democrats are warning their own that voters in swing districts think the party is preachy, judgmental, and focused on culture wars and need to be more forceful in response to Republicans. Yeah, the general uh, uh, congressional ballot right now, polling, shows Republicans with a lead. Everyone is expecting Republicans to sweep. Ron DeSantis' Ron agenda is passing. Most Americans support it. The Democrats have gone insane and let them. Fine. Good riddance. Where that leads us, I don't know. I don't know, man. But I'm just sick of the child exploitation. Dave Rubin, he is gay married. He is having, I believe, two children through surrogacy. Congratulations, Dave. All my respect to you. Best of luck in being a new parent with your husband. And um, I'm sure it's going to be one heck of a challenge. I, 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 Dave's life is his life. He's a smart, successful individual. And I think he's actually going to instill great value values in his kids. I take absolutely no issue with him having kids. And that means his kids are going to learn about oh, gay marriage. And that means when Dave finds it appropriate to teach his children about the birds and the bees or the birds and the birds and the bees and the bees or the birds, the birds, the bees or whatever you want to call it, that will be up to Dave as a parent. Certain conservatives have criticized Dave because they're into traditional values. I can respect their criticism while telling you, I think Dave can do what he wants to do. And I think he's going to be a good dad. And I think his, 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 he's going to raise these kids very, very well. I think he's going to teach them good values. Awesome. But guess what? He's the parent. He gets to decide. Not some teacher who wants to hold secret conversations with his children. Now, there are conservatives who don't like what Dave is doing and whatever. I don't agree with them. They don't agree with Dave. And they're not going to do anything to stop Dave because Dave is a private individual leading a private life. The conversation he had with Glenn Beck, I, f I found very interesting because Glenn said, you know, I love you. I disagree. Yep. What, what are you going to do? Dave's entitled to his life. See, I have no issue with transgender people or gay marriage. In fact, I, I want and encourage people to live their lives to the fullest extent. What I have a problem with is strangers grooming and exploiting children, especially and particularly in sexual ways. Now, of course, political and ideological, I also take issue with. Kids should learn philosophy and explore the world and be given answers. But it's got to be age appropriate. And that is to say that prepubescent children who do not have the hormones in their bodies yet to comprehend what a lot of these things mean should not be instructed on how to dramatically alter their bodies. I think these conversations should be with the parents when the parents realize, hey, my kid's starting to go through puberty. Maybe it's time to have some of these conversations. It's up to the parents, not the schools. Ron DeSantis seems to agree. I agree. And Disney seems to think they should be grooming your kids. Well, I'm no fan of Disney. 
I look forward to Daily Wire launching an expanded entertainment network. Right now, they have only a handful of movies, but we need more. Daily Wire, guys, you need to get your TV, smart TV apps like LG and Sony and all that stuff. We have an Android TV downstairs, so we can download Daily Wire, and that's where we'll have to watch your movies so we can do it. But on most of our TVs, they're LG, and we can't get the Daily Wire app. I tried pulling up in the browser. I couldn't do it. Want to watch your movies, guys. But they'll get it. They'll get it. We're working on similar things. It takes time, but we are going to win. What truly matters is, is the rights of individuals. That's where I stand. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you all then. The Biden Justice Department is warning states against creating legislation blocking transgender care for minors. The DOJ warns that the states risk action by the federal government, including losing federal funding for state programs. And my friends, when I say civil war is coming or that we're in some kind of civil war and people doubt it, I need only point to things like this. This is not a moral statement on what the DOJ is doing. I'm sure you have your opinions. My point is just that certainly the right will not be okay with what the Biden DOJ is doing, and certainly people on the left will support it. Certainly people on the right are not okay with teachers having secret sexual conversations with children ages four through nine, and the left demands they have a right to do it. Now we have this thread that's going viral that breaks down why it is teachers are trying to have these conversations in secret. It's very interesting. Josh Dawes on Twitter says, just trying to help. This is a Twitter, a Twitter handle, host of the Great Awakening podcast, breaks down how what's really happening in schools is that teachers are trying, trying to sever the bonds between parents and child. It's very easy to do. It's kind of scary how easy it is to do. It's one of the reasons I've often said you need to stand up for yourself, for your friends and your family, even if it means you lose your job. Because as I've stated before, while you are at work, making sure that you keep your job and they, and they beat you over the head with woke die cultism, your children are in the hands of these people. And this thread is actually really fascinating because Josh goes through how even well-intentioned teachers don't realize they're pushing this agenda. I don't think every single teacher has this agenda. I think there is an agenda among certain individuals that makes sense to some people and it's being exploited. Or I should say human empathy is being exploited. Basically, what happens is in the thread, and we'll get to it, is that kids are depressed for some reason or another. The school will then tell them, here's your solution to your, here's a solution to your, to your, uh, to your depression, but don't tell your parents. This allows them time to sever, sever the bonds between the student and the parents so that finally when the parents find out and they say, hey, this is bad for you, the kid says, you're hurting me. You're going against everything I've been doing. And then they take your kids from you. We'll get into that. A lot of crazy stories. One story I read about someone who said that when they realized this was happening, they just very calmly and politely said, hey, I'm moving for a new job and thank you for everything you've done for my child. And then as soon as they got, as soon as they moved out, they separated their kid from all of the stuff from the internet. And then what ends up happening is the kid reverts to normal, like a normal average child. We'll take a look what's happening with the DOJ. This goes also all the way up to the Biden administration. Of course, with the uh, parental rights and education bill, the left has been screaming, it's don't say gay. They've tried equating the idea of groomers. For some reason, the left is doing this. They're, they're equating uh, groomers with trans people and queer people. Now, here's the fascinating thing. When it comes to what's happening in Florida, I said, you know, you could have spoken up. 
Now your, your kids are in the hands of, of pedophiles for eight hours. And I had a bunch of people be like, why are you equating trans people and queer people with pedophiles? And I was like, I didn't, I didn't even say trans or queer at all. I said pedophiles. I, they're groomers. They are people who are exploiting all of this to get access to your kids. Why did you assume that's what I was talking about? Perhaps for the political purposes. But why would you assume a Republican, when they say this, are talking about run-of-the-mill trans people? See, that's, that's, the, that's the weird thing to me. It says there must be something in their minds, because certainly when it comes to people on the right, they don't assume, uh, sorry for using your name so often, Blair White, uh, in this context, but conservatives aren't coming out and being like, we also include Blair White in this? No, they're not talking about trans people. They're talking about groomers specifically, because there are certainly trans conservatives, notably Blair White, and the right isn't referring to people like Blair. You see, it's weird, isn't it? Here's the story from TimCast.com. On Thursday, the U.S. Department of Justice sent a letter reminding all states that there are federal constitutional and statutory provisions to safeguard transgender youth against discrimination and withholding gender-affirming care. The letter addressed to all U.S. state attorneys was issued by Assistant Attorney General Kristen Clark for the Justice Department's Civil Rights Division. Clark reinforced federal non-discrimination rights afforded to transgender children in the U.S., quote, the DOJ is committed to ensuring that transgender youth, like all youth, are treated fairly and with dignity in accordance with federal law. This includes ensuring that such youth are not subjected to unlawful discrimination based on their gender identity, including when seeking gender affirming care minors. This is where things get interesting. It's easy to exploit the mindset of a minor. We see it across the board, and I'll show you some examples of, uh, of ways you can, I can explain this. There are certain things that we tolerate and don't tolerate in terms of personal behavior in, uh, in, in terms of self-identity. Now, for the most part, I am a, a bit of a, I'm, I'm civil libertarian, meaning not like big L libertarianism. I'm just like, you know, do your thing, man. Leave me out of it. So if there's somebody who wants to be a banana, I don't really care if they want to be a banana. They can go around juggling bananas. That's fine. But if there are people who uh, want to be a banana, they're going to have a hard time going to work. This is why I, I've brought this up over the past four years as it pertains to New York's gender identity laws, because the gender identity law in New York is self-expression. That's literally how it's defined, your self-expression, which means, well, shouldn't there be then a right to identify as banana gender? You think I'm joking, and I'm not trying to be silly or facetious. I'm being 100% serious. New York City, last time I counted, recognized 31 genders officially. Some of them seem to be uh, uh, redundant, like male to female is considered a gender under New York law, but so is MTF, which basically means the same thing. Androgen or androgynous, so there's some repetition there. But ultimately, these 31 genders don't matter in the grand scheme of the law because the law says your self-expression is your gender identity. The question that I then proposed to s several civil rights lawyers as I was exploring this was, what if someone claimed you know, to be uh, vociferon? Herald of the Winter Mists, that was their name, and they dressed up like a wolf. I was told by civil rights lawyers that you'd be laughed out of the courtroom, which is, which is fascinating. I know I'm, you, you may have heard me tell this story before, but in the context of this, I think it matters. So imagine someone gets a job at Starbucks in New York City. They get hired, and then the next day they show up in a furry costume of a white tiger of some sort. And they say, from now on, you must call me Vulciferon. The boss says, you can't wear that here. This is ridiculous. And no, no, we're not calling you Vulciferon. They then pull up New York City human rights law, which specifically says you cannot discriminate on the basis of someone's name, clothing, 
or gender identity. And identity is, is, is defined as self-expression. Quite literally, it is. Could then the Starbucks manager fire this person? I was told they could. I called a couple different civil rights firms and they said, yeah, you, you can't do that. And I said, but why? Why is it that it is? It, 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 what's the difference? And, and, and I understand there's going to be an argument here, but, but hold on. From a logical and base perspective, what's the difference between one set of clothing and another? What's the difference between someone who wants to wear a dress and someone who wants to wear, okay, maybe cat ears and a big tail? What's the difference? Well, I was told it wouldn't pass the laugh test. And I'm not kidding. That's what I was told. That if you go to court and you tell a judge, I am vociferon and under the law, I have a right to wear this clothing, use this name. It doesn't need to match my ID. They can't deny me. I was told the judge would laugh you out of the courtroom. And then I said, what's to stop a judge from laughing at a trans person? And they went, oh, well, I mean, you know, we understand transgender. And I was like, no, no, not everybody does. What if there's an old fogey judge and he sees a six foot five, broad shouldered, 250 pound lean muscle male walk in wearing a dress saying, my name is Susan. And the judge starts laughing and says, get in my courtroom. Would you accept that under this law? And they were like, well, the law is designed to protect these people. And then I said, look, when they passed a ban on uh, public drinking, there was a quote from a New York politician saying this law would never be construed to say that a construction worker couldn't enjoy a beer with his lunch. And sure enough, now it does. If the law is defined as these things, then certainly it does protect furries or anyone else who wants to cosplay or identify any way they want. No, but I was told over and over again by several lawyers, nah, the judge will laugh at you. It's not going to pass the laugh test. And I'm just confused by that, that the judge has the discretion to laugh about one thing, but not the other. And therein lies the big question about what we're really seeing and what it means to be prebubescent and have certain ideas about gender or identity. I think uh, this, is my, this is my personal hypothesis. Furries, for instance. Now, not every furry has the same drive as to why they want to wear a fursuit. We've had people comment on Timcast IRL saying that it's about having fun and escapism. Some have said it's about a fetish. Well, I don't know. I, I, I don't, uh, uh, I'm not going to pretend to fully understand what furries do or why they do it, other than to say that there are some people who legitimately identify this way. Why would they be denied their rights to wear the clothes they want, use the name they want, and identify the way they want? If gender is a social construct and dress, is, uh, dress, uh, a dress and pants are completely meaningless as to what it means to be male or female or a man or a woman, then why could not you say any clothes, any clothes at all? Now, the reason I bring this up is where does a furry come from? How does this identity instill in someone? I believe it's youthful indoctrination, not uh, unintentional, however. You'll notice that most furries, I'm assuming, to be completely honest, but uh, in, in media that we've seen, they don't dress up like animals. They dress up like cartoon animals. You don't see them, you know, wearing like a legitimate wolf head from like taxidermy. No, they're wearing a cartoon wolf head with big cartoon eyes. They look like Bugs Bunny. My hypothesis on this is that when kids are young, if their parents just put them in front of a TV to watch Looney Tunes or other cartoon shows like this with anthropomorphized animals then you'll end up with people who start to identify with those anthropomorphized animals. They then grow up and they want to express themselves like that. It's true in a lot of ways, and I'll give you a hard example. 
take a look at this. Now, truth be told, I know some of this stuff on TikTok is just cosplay and people are trying to emulate animation. But there is this huge trend for years of people acting like cartoons. So I'm not going to play the audio. I mean, maybe I should, but I'm not for, you know, whatever. But for those that are listening or those that are watching, you can see they do this weird bouncing movement that doesn't exist in human behavior. So uh, I'll, 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 it's so weird and cringe inducing. Okay. You've watched a Pixar film. In Pixar movies, the characters bounce as they talk. They do this weird hand motion and they like rock their bodies and their heads bounce and they move back and forth. And I don't know where that comes from or why they do it. Certainly humans have expression. As I've been talking, I've been moving and I've been using my hands, but I've not been doing this flowy, bouncy side mouth thing where I'm talking like a cartoon character. I don't understand where that even comes from, where someone decided that we're going to animate a person and we're going to make them bounce around and flail their arms like crazy. But they did. You now have a bunch of people on TikTok doing these gestures. Now, this one, this is a, a viral post from, I don't know, is she even human? And you can see there's this, uh, this, this young woman who does this stuff where she acts like she's Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, she really does look like one of these weird characters. It's Uncanny Valley. Are you familiar with what, what, what Uncanny Valley is? Uh, it's where someone, animation gets close enough to being human, but not quite. So it makes you like uneasy. The interesting thing about this is that, well, as I stated, young people are physically emulating Pixar characters. They're behaving this way. Now, no, no, again, I think this woman is doing a performance, obviously, but there's been an emergence of people who are actually doing it unironically, you know, seriously. What I think is kids, just like with furries, are going to grow up and they're going to be seeing this kind of behavior and they're going to start emulating it and talking this way. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Seriously, there's like a video of some guy and he's talking about normal life stuff. He's not doing a, a performance. Obviously, in, in this one, this woman who's doing the weird animation bouncing, you know, like character movement, she's singing. And the other one is doing a cosplay. So she's pretending to be an anime character. So, OK, OK, I, I understand that. But there was one I was watching where a guy was talking about how a girlfriend, his girlfriend broke up with him. And he's like, I can't believe it. She broke up with me. And I'm like, what are you doing, guy? Yeah, people watch these shows and, 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 and it, it, it embeds themselves in their personal identity. If you're spending too much time online or in a fake world, you start to adopt these behaviors. But the easiest way to probably understand this, in my opinion, is if you've ever spent time in the UK or in a foreign country and you just naturally start picking up language or certain inflections in, uh, in the way you speak, and you don't even realize it. So I'm from Chicago, as most of you know. When I lived in Chicago, uh, we all had a, a remnant of the Chicago accent. And that is, you don't say, ah, eh, you say, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even notice. And it probably still comes out sometimes. But over time, you lose it, especially, you know, I'm living in New York. People would say, uh, uh, you know, I would say, e-apple. And then people would point it out to me and I wouldn't even realize I said, yeah, uh, can I get an apple? 
and they'd be like, yeah, like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a little bit harsher than even people in Chicago would. But with the rise of the Internet and non-regional diction from television, our uh, speech patterns have sort of sort of uh, unified and we speak very similarly to each other. Now, there used to be much stronger regional dialects, the southern accent, the Boston accent. Uh, what is it? What is Massachusetts? Ka. Going to go for a ride in a car. Massachusetts or whatever. And you got don't you know and donut out in the Midwest. But these things are all starting to go away. But those things still existed and you didn't even realize you were doing it. So I'm in Chicago and I watch movies and I hear them speaking, but I still had elements of the Chicago accent as most people did. And we didn't know we did. We couldn't hear it in our own voices. Well, I think in the past 10 years or so, it's really gone away. And you don't say a uh, uh, garage door opener in Chicago anymore, and nobody really talks like that. Not like anyone in my neighborhood ever actually did, because we grew up with non-regional diction uh, for the most part. Uh, internet was becoming prominent, and movies and things like that. But 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 here's here's my point: you don't realize you're picking up these speech patterns. Now imagine you're a kid and you grow up around a bunch of people from Chicago, and they're talking like this. The last remnant of Chicago, where they still have that accent, don't you know? And uh, the beers and garage door openers. The kids are going to grow up speaking like that. That's, that's reality to them, and that's how they should speak. So when these kids are put in front of a TV where they see nothing but bobbing cartoon characters, they're going to start talking like this and flailing their arms and doing weird things. And they are. And that's what, the reason I bring that up is to talk about the issue of grooming and what's happening with the indoctrination of kids into certain ideologies. You can teach children to be basically anything. They'll believe you because they're sponges that absorb information and are trying to figure out how to live in this world. If you put a child in, a, in an adult working environment, then they will quickly adopt adult working environment behaviors and probably be more successful in life. I attribute much of my success to the fact that uh, I was homeschooled early on before kindergarten. And when I was about nine through 12 years old, my family owned a, a cafe on the north side of Chicago. And so I was working there and I wasn't exposed to a bunch of kids saying dumb things or cartoon animals. I was exposed to adults. So the behaviors that I was adopting were working class adults. Thus, I'm in sixth grade with a wad of cash from working my job, and I'm hearing people talk about the Democrats and the Republicans and policy. I wasn't hearing people talk about Power Rangers, I mean, sometimes, but it was a lot of adult behavior stuff. And you know, I, what I mean by that is mature things, such as how to file taxes and who's running for office and why. That embedded in me, and you know, my young brain was like, this is what makes you an adult functioning member of society. Well, now we have this weird isolation period where kids are being kept away from their parents and put in indoctrination centers where they're told very strange and specific things, and they begin to adopt these behaviors, which brings me to Josh Dawes's uh, Twitter thread. He says, I'm seeing a lot of people on the right share this meme. While it may be a strong satirical response to those who get lost in nuance, it fundamentally fails to recognize why the left wants to talk to your kids about sexuality. Let's connect some dots. And uh, someone tweeted, it's not rocket science, guys. They're just evil and want to diddle kids. It is overly simplistic. Josh says, the left doesn't want to diddle kids. They want to create little revolutionaries. They do, to do that, they need to sever the bond between students and the parents they believe are raising their children to be hateful bigots. I don't think it's conscious, to be completely honest. I think you just have teachers of an ideology, a cult-like religion, and they do these things second nature. He says, 
In order to sever the bond between parents and their children, the left is using a two-pronged approach. Critical race theory and radical gender ideology, properly known as queer theory, are not two unrelated sets of ideas. They are two parts of the same strategy. Critical race theory is usually the first set of ideas to be introduced. This is often enough to radicalize racial minorities, but is merely a step one for white or white adjacent students. CRT instills in these students a negative self-identity as they're taught to believe they're recipients of enormous privilege that was stolen from others, and they are complicit in historic and ongoing injustice. In child terms, they're taught to believe they're bad. Apart from the shame and guilt, this also gives them a worldview at odds with one uh, their parents grew up with and are trying to pass on to their kids. Once CRT is done tearing down the kids and leaving them with negative self-identity, queer theory is introduced and offer them a wide assortment of positive self-identities to choose from. Instead of living with the shame and guilt of being a member of the oppressive dominant culture, students can be celebrated for coming out as gender non-binary or pan. In an instant, these kids can trade their negative self-identity and all the accompanying guilt and shame of being an oppressor for a positive self-identity and as a much venerated oppressed minority. There are similarities here to some religions. You're told that um, you harbor some guilt or shame and that you can be absolved of this by, you know, making penance or doing something like that. Many religions have uh, something akin to this. What I think is, I think many of these radical, uh, radical types recognized the function of religion and what, and how people were, uh, became uh, to be religious and said, we need to quant- uh, quantify these, these things, atomize it, and then execute it. So the idea is they look at how people who are religious are told you have inherent guilt or original sin, and then you can be given an opportunity, and they say, we can do that. We can do that. And so you have white privilege as original sin. You have your ability to, to make penance, to recognize your internalized misogyny or whatever, and become a better person. Here's where we end up. Like I was mentioning with the weird bouncy behaviors of kids, they'll absorb whatever it is you tell them for the most part and begin acting this way if they see it emulated back at them. If they see a teacher who behaves a certain, behaves a certain way, it's not just about learning math. Teachers teach kids social behaviors. Kids are looking at teachers and seeing how they behave. Now, typically kids are looking at each other and learning from each other, which is a huge problem, mind you. Yeah, we replaced kids learning from adults with kids learning from kids, and it's been disastrous in my opinion. But when it comes to these teachers, they see the social behaviors and they begin to emulate. Now, Josh gets into the interesting part. Once the parents find out about what's happening to their kids, it's too late. There is now an adversarial adversarial relationship between the child and the parents. He says it takes extraordinarily deft parenting to repair the relationship. And I have conservatives come in my house to come on Timcast IRL say, you know, my kids are about to go to college. And I'm like, are you nuts? Have you been paying attention to what you've been saying? That to me is crazy. But yeah, I read a story about somebody who said that uh, their kid was, be- was uh, their, young- their daughter had become depressed, one day dyed her hair, shaved side of her head, started complaining about being in the wrong body. And so what they did was they immediately quit their job, quit their job. How about that? And they weren't a wealthy individual, went to the school and said, thank you so much for all the help you've been giving our child. We're changing jobs, so we're going to be moving to a new town. And they went, oh, okay. There's nothing the school can do about that. We're just moving for a new job. It's a normal thing that happens. They moved to the, to the, uh, to the countryside, to a suburban area, to a, more, a suburban rural area. And they said, took their kids out of the school, started homeschooling them. And then within a few weeks, they were no longer depressed. They, they, they let their hair grow back out, started doing normal kid stuff. And they were like, that's how you got to do it. 
Because if you go to the school and say, what you're doing to my kid is wrong, the school says, you're abusing your child, and now we're bringing the state in. And that's where Joe Biden steps in. Joe Biden says, to parents of transgender children, affirming your child's identity is one of the most powerful things you can do to keep them safe and healthy. Look, I think some kids do have dysphoria. I think some kids do have body dysmorphia. I think some kids actually can be gay. There are certain kids that have, uh, you know, certain behaviors or, or certain developmental issues or certain developmental traits. And, um, you know, people can make predictions or assumptions, but it is a very, very small minority of children. So if your child comes to you and says they think, you know, they really wish they were a dragon or something, perhaps they're consuming too much dragon content stuff. I don't know. Maybe they need to spend most of their time absorbing the real world and going out and foraging or camping, spend more time around people and develop an identity around other humans. Too much fictional content, too many video games. It can, it can have strange effects on people. And I think it is. For Joe Biden to say this is interesting because Sweden doesn't do this. Sweden actually gives a, a, a psychiatric and psychosocial services as brought up by Colin Wright. The point being, there are disparate views on what should or shouldn't be. I'm curious as to why it is that there's not, you know, for, for kids who are furries, we don't have furry affirming care. I don't care if you're trans or a furry. You're allowed to do what you want to do. I'm just saying, where is Joe Biden to come out and say, if your kid wants to be Vulciferon, Herald of the Winter Mists, you should affirm that. What if your kid comes out and says they want to be a, a Demogorgon monster? And so they, you know, they want, you know, body modification. What if a young girl says she wants to identify as um, Pamela Anderson in the, in the, in the mid-90s and she wants implants? You'd say no to that. But why? It's a sexual identity issue. What's the difference? Serious question. What's the difference? If a 12-year-old boy says he wants implants, are they going to say yes or no? Pro your parents are probably going to say no to it. But what, what's the difference? Body modification for someone to self-express. In the end. When Joe Biden and the Justice Department come out and say this, I need only say one thing. If the left wants whatever they want, fine, whatever. This country is being split in two, and there's, there's going to come a point where the right says, absolutely not. And we're getting dangerously close to that. The left and the right are already at odds with each other. The left is, is advocating for teachers to have conversations about sexual issues with children in secret. I mean, to me, that's crazy. But they're adamant about, about pursuing this. Will parents in this country say, no, I think the overwhelming majority of parents reject that, but will they stand up? I suppose we'll see. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Let's talk about why the draft doesn't work. Right now in Ukraine, they're pausing recruitment of their foreign legion because they're getting a whole bunch of untrained, ignorant individuals who are trying to sign up to fight in a war that they know nothing about. They don't speak the language. They don't know the culture. They don't know why there's a war going on. They don't know how to fight. They don't even understand basic concepts of urban conflict, such as like getting behind a building when shots ring out. I know this because I've been around many people who actually do have training who still didn't know these things. One of my, uh, I shouldn't say, one of the most shocking moments to me was watching CNN's crew during the Ferguson riots hear gunshots go off, and they go, oh, 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 oh. It's like, dude, hit the deck, man. There's bullets flying. 
What are these people doing going into these conflict and crisis situations with zero training? Ladies and gentlemen, we are the, the remnants of the strongman generation. The cycle as it turns, strong men make good times, good times make weak men, and here we are. Now, of course, within, within these good times, strong men may still emerge. There are many strong individuals, prominent individuals who are our are, are leaders, but boy, is this country overwhelmingly soft. Wads of cookie dough. Sad. I want to show you this uh, story we have from the Daily Mail about a gay couple who drove into cartel territory off the main road and were approached at gunpoint and they panicked and were like, what do we do? The world is not candy canes and rainbows, my friend. Even out here in the United States on the East Coast, we have a story about people being killed. Hiker who killed one, wounded another on Appalachian, uh, Appalachian Trail, deemed insane and to be committed from one year ago. The Appalachian Trail, Appalachian, however you pronounce it, it's uh, uh, full of winos, yuppie types, fluorescent uh, North Face sweaters, because we, we live and work near there. And sometimes you can go out just outside of D.C., 50 miles, and be murdered. You could be walking your dog in D.C. when some dude runs up and just kills you. You don't got to live like the world is apocalyptic. You know, you just got to understand the realities of the world you live in and stop thinking that you live in a fairy tale video game and you can just go to Mexico into cartel territory for bird watching. You know, this video, these stories, they, they, they rile me up because the left... Let me, let, me, let me put it this way. I've experienced conflict and crisis. I grew up in, in, in Chicago. I fully understand how serious things can get, and I know my limitations. And you have these Twitter warriors who tweet things at me like, Tim Pool isn't brave enough to ever go to Ukraine. It's like I was there when this started, bro, in 2014. I was there over a span of several months. I got to actually see the statue torn down. That, that was torn down. We, we just missed the tearing down of the statue, just to make sure it's clear. But we went there when everyone was surrounding it. The statue was torn down of, of Lenin, fragments on the ground in Kiev. I went into the government buildings. I was there at the barricades. I was in a tent speaking to a former Soviet general. And I left when it got too hot because I don't speak the language. And there's a limit to what you can do. Know your limits. It's remarkable to me that these people on Twitter who are like, you wouldn't go to Ukraine. You're right. I wouldn't. It's a war zone. And I've got training for this stuff, but I'm not going to, to put myself in those, in those situations. And there are very brave journalists who are, and I have tremendous respect for them. We just had uh, Trey Yinks, for instance, for Fox News. He's down there on the ground. Man, more power to him. A, a, a journalist was critically injured, and uh, a Fox News, a, 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 I believe it was a photographer, a videographer, died. Yo, man, you got to understand serious risks out there in the conflict and crisis world. So when I see stories like this, I am compelled. I am compelled to talk about it. And it's a similar subject that I've talked about many times when we see these stories. There was a couple of women who went, you know, hiking in Morocco or whatever and got beheaded. What about movies and TV have just convinced people that threats don't exist? I live in West Virginia. We live and work between the tri-state in, in Western Maryland, West Virginia and Virginia. 
we have varying you know work that happens in the in in in, in the tri-state. We are about forty-five minutes from large urban centers. Technically, we're about fi- no, that's not even fair to say. We're fifteen minutes from Frederick, basically, and Charlestown. Frederick is a very large urban center in Maryland, and where we are, there are bears. And a bear came on our porch when we had our chicken coop in front. Now, Chicken City, of course, has been moved to the larger space. And a bear came and tried to rip the chicken coop apart. A very large bear. Only about 10 minutes away, because this is the Blue Ridge Mountains, there was a bear spotted, a large one going up to people's homes because there are bears. Yet people in cities are like, we got to ban guns. Yeah, maybe for you, if you live in the city, sure, fine. I mean, I think the Second Amendment applies to cities, applies there, but whatever. Let me show you this story. And I just want to talk about the attitude and, the, and, and also the weakness. That's what gets me. Gay couple from Indiana hyperventilate after being chased down and pulled over by armed cartel while bird watching in Mexico. In February 2020, YouTubers Aaron Paisant and Logan Howard decided to hop in their car and drive from Indiana to Mexico to photograph exotic birds. I just don't even believe that anyone could be that stupid. Peasant was film shouting, oh my God, they have guns, Jesus, 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 while imploring Howard, who was driving, to speed off. I want to point something out here, just as an aside. You ever see those videos where like a bomb goes off in the Middle East and you hear people yelling Allahu Akbar over and over again? There's some people on the right uh, who don't understand what they're, what they're actually saying. They're, they're saying effectively God is great, but people, are, people think they're literally saying like, praise the Lord. These guys shouted out, oh my God, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. They're not actually proclaiming any religious sentiment. They're just freaking out. And there is a cultural phenomenon where we call out the name of Jesus when fearing for our lives. Much like people who would yell Allahu Akbar. Now, of course, there are some people who yell that when they're committing an atrocity. That's different. I'm talking about these videos where like a city's being attacked and you hear people going, Allahu Akbar, like they're scared. Yeah, they're yelling, oh my God. It's basically what they're yelling. His boyfriend began hyperventilating with panic moments later. Footage of their brush with death, oh, come on, has been widely shared for the first time this week thanks to TikTok. Well, this video actually came out a while ago, but now it's getting picked up more. The couple's YouTube channel, Out Off the Trail, features videos of them chasing storms and their social media accounts feature wildlife photography, primarily different birds. After initially posting the footage of their herring encounter in Mexico on TikTok in December, they posted additional dashboard footage onto YouTube earlier this month. So you see them in the video as the guns are being pointed at them by cartel uh, members because they're in cartel territory. And these two grown men panic and hyperventilate and are terrified. And it's just, it's fascinating to me for a couple of reasons. Let me, uh, let, let's break down this cultural phenomenon. What happened? Question, question to all of you, comment below. What happened in our culture where... People began to think the world was completely safe and they could go and do whatever they want. I've had people ask me if I want to go down to the southern border and I tell them, you realize that the southern border is one of the is a hotbed of cartel activity and one of the most dangerous places in the country and in Mexico. In fact, you're better off going to like central and southern Mexico. There's it's substantially less dangerous. The border is where the crime and the cartel activity takes takes place. You would you, that's not somewhere you want to go vacation. You could you could don't get me wrong. Just know the threats and be trained for this kind of stuff. These guys didn't just go to like Mexicali or something. Because I've been down to Calexico and Mexicali. I went shopping. We, we drove into, uh, what did we, yeah, we drove into Mexico and we went to, it was, it was kind of crazy, like a mall right there, right on the border. It was cool. 
And uh, actually, no, I think the mall might be in the United States. I could be wrong. I, I think maybe we didn't actually. No, I thought we did drive through. Maybe we didn't drive through. It's been a while. But you go down to these places and there can, there's a lot of danger. That's why Trump wanted to build this wall. The other thing I want to point out, aside from the ignorance, not understanding where they're going and thinking that you can just go into, uh, into, this, into cartel territory. Look, Mexico is not this dystopian uh, desert. As you can see, there's trees and stuff like the movies make it out to be. But there, there's also this, what's the right word? These adult men did not know what to do and panicked and hyperventilated. And it's just fascinating to me. I recall a story, which I will, uh, which I've recalled to you all many times about um, a couple that was on a beach when a wolf came and they were forced to flee into the, into the waters and uh, climb upon a rock as the wolf paced back and forth. And to me, it's just, it's crazy because where is the dad to draw his knife or his, his weapon and defend his family from the wolf? No, the dad and the mom and the kids huddled and cried and cowered and scared. And I'm just like, what happened and when did we become overwhelmingly weak? Honestly, I don't know. Gradually and then suddenly. So here we are with this trend. Now, I want to get into a, a, a lot of these issues around safety and um, why Pakistan should be on every solo female traveler's bucket list. This person said, just make sure it's the absolute last item on that bucket list. But I want to give a shout out to a sponsor. I don't normally have sponsor spots in these videos, but uh, Virtual Shield over at Surfing Internet Safe is sponsoring this segment. So I'm eternally grateful for their support. Virtual Shield is a VPN, a virtual private network service. That means if you want to protect yourself while you're browsing the internet, make sure government hackers, spies, corporations can't be tracking your data. Go to Surfing Internet Safe and you will get 50% off for life. It's a basic layer of security. It also encrypts your Wi-Fi signal. So the outgoing information will not be intercepted by, say, a man in the middle attack. I always want to stress, no security is absolutely perfect, but you got to understand ways to keep yourself safe. And especially right now, as we're seeing Congress, January 6th committee, going to private companies like phone companies and just getting the private details of individuals just like that. Well, if you used a VPN, you wouldn't have to worry about that. So as we talk about how to keep yourself safe when you're traveling around the world and uh, going to foreign countries and conflict zones, maybe you want to make sure they can't spy on you and track your data. Maybe you're a bit smarter than that, recognize your limitations, and decided I'm not going to go off into cartel territory, sure. But check out Surfing Internet Safe. Pick up Virtual Shield. Special thanks to them for sponsoring the segment. Let's get back to this story. This one's famous. Many of you have probably already seen this. Why Pakistan should be on every solo female traveler's bucket list. Not in the woods said, just to make sure it's the absolute last item on that list. Yeah, because you ain't going to make it. We have this image, a response from Brian Tyler Cohen, who said, did human trafficking write this? Yes. Yes. Apparently they did. It's truly an insane story. If you are a woman, I am going to tell you something that the politically correct woke left probably wouldn't want to tell you. Surprisingly, Brian Tyler Cohen, who is, I think he's an MSNBC personality. I'm not sure. I'm surprised even he said this. But um, I want to point out a harsh truth. Young women are especially vulnerable when traveling the world, and that's just reality. It's unfortunate, but it's true. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The politically correct probably don't want to tell you that. And, and, and I mean it. Some, some would. But when they come out and they say, don't teach, you know, they say, um, we should stop telling women to defend themselves and start teaching men not to rape. It's like, okay, like, you know, rape is wrong. The overwhelming majority of people agree, but there are criminals, man. Not only that, just think about this. Like, if a wolf attacked you, what would you do? Well, let's, let's not teach people to defend themselves from wolves. Let's teach wolves not to attack people. Yeah, you can't. They're wolves. You can go hiking in the U.S. and get attacked by a mountain lion. Hey, I got an idea. It's called the Second Amendment. Maybe you should buy a gun. These women who want to go solo hiking around Pakistan probably can't be armed because of the strict gun laws in many countries, but uh, you're probably better off if you're armed. I'm not, gonna, I'm not telling you to go armed into these countries. Just don't go to these places if you don't know what you're doing. Which brings me to the ultimate, ultimate iteration of this from the National Post. Ukraine pauses recruitment of foreign fighters amid flood of untrained volunteers. The Ukrainian military guys I've talked to don't want to sacrifice young Canadians or young Brits for dramatic effect. It's not just that. You know what? You know what a, a random person is good for? If, uh, if you're like, hey, we're going to war. Russia's got an army. They're trained and they have powerful weapons and tactics. Let's get a bunch of untrained individuals who've never fired a gun before to fight with us. Yeah, no, sorry, not interested. I've been on the ground in conflict and crisis. And the last thing I want is anyone with me who is untrained. It is a nightmare. You know, in Ferguson, on more than one occasion, I had been surrounded by people who had no training. I was grateful, uh, you know, one of the producers I was sent with, well, I actually requested, knew how to fire a gun, knew how to act around guns. So when the gunshots went off, I I hit the deck. I looked to my right, dude's on the ground already because he was standing up on like a post trying to film. And I'm like, my man. That's how you handle it. There's a video you can actually watch on vice.com of me and several others in Ferguson when gunshots ring out and we're on the ground. We're on the ground. One of my friends is a reporter screaming at another journalist to get down, get down. The cops run and they're like, move, move, move. It's crazy, crazy circumstance. But there were people standing around just confused. I, I, I'm sorry, like whenever stories like this come up, I have to talk about it because it's such a pet peeve of mine. It's such a, is that the right word? Is that what that means? It's such an annoyance. Here you go. Ukraine's embassy and consulates have actively encouraged the involvement of would-be fighters from Canada. Unusual activity for diplomats, but five weeks into the bloody war, Ukraine has temporarily halted recruitment into its foreign legion. Could it be that they got a bunch of people killed? That's right. Volunteers for Ukraine. Bravo. Calling in a bunch of morons to go into a conflict they know nothing about with languages they don't speak and then get a bunch of people killed. Look, we opened the story with these two guys who went bird watching. What, who in their right mind is going to go bird watching in cartel territory? Did you not Google search it? Did you not go to the State Department website to look at where you're not supposed to be going and then hyperventilate oh, when they're pointing guns at you? Jeez, man. Good times make weak men. And that was the other thing about that, too. Seeing their reaction, I was just like, what happened to people? What happened to people? 
You can watch the videos live streams over at Vice. You think I make this stuff up? Just go watch the Vice videos. Look up the uh, last anarchist neighborhood of of, uh, of uh, Istanbul and watch what happens when I get approached by people with Molotov cocktails screaming at me in Turkish. I didn't panic. I didn't hyperventilate. I put my hands up. I nodded. I slowly turned. I walked away. It's not because I wasn't scared. I was absolutely scared. Bravery is not the absence of fear. It's the the uh, it's a calm demeanor and, and, and a control over situations that do terrify you. Fear is a good thing. People should be scared when bad things happen. Fear is is a is a tool humans have to alert us to danger and keep us apprised. But bravery is when you can control it, when you don't panic and you understand the fear you feel and how you need to behave. When people come up to you screaming in a foreign language, the last thing you want to do is start hyperventilating, panicking, and going, no, 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 you don't understand. Like, I, I didn't know where I was going. And you gotta, you gotta. Because all they hear is you going, and it sounds like it could be aggressive. So you just, hands, visible, not a threat. Speak, don't speak. Nod, nodding tends to be something people typically understand. And then you hope they don't just want to hurt you. Typically, they do not, which is why these these young men were told to leave. And the cartel guys were like, no problem, no problem. Just get back on the highway. You got to go. People aren't insane. And that's what I tell people when it comes to traveling the world. But they don't understand this. The one thing these guys didn't know was the dangers and the risks they faced. And the one thing they seemed to, uh, I don't know. They, 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 they seemed to know that there was danger after they encountered it, but they didn't do any research into what the danger was. So I, I look at these videos that, that out, outed a bunch of the uh, uh, Ukrainian barracks and soldiers and got them all killed. That's what this is. That's what the world has become. You know what? These weak men will make hard times, and they already have. They elect people like Joe Biden, and then the rest of us get to suffer for it. But you know what? I ain't going to cry about it. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be a strong man or a weak man or anything in between. But I'll tell you this. There are things that scare me. I think about them, and I try to react to the best of my abilities. So going to Ukraine when I was there, I knew when it got to the point where I didn't know how to respond, that's when the threat was too big. To put it simply, when it got to the point where they're setting up barricades and prepping Molotov cocktails, and I said, okay, I don't speak this language. They, there were people being shot. In the event that something happens and some guy shouts in Ukrainian, and I don't know what it means, I should not be there. You can be there when it's still uh, an, an uprising. But you can't be there when people are shooting guns. I need to be out. Well, when the gunshot fires, I might be able to hit the deck. But let's say a gunshot rings out and someone yells, National Guard heading north. And I just hear blah, 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 blah. I can't understand what they said. How am I supposed to know what to do hearing these sounds? What if someone yells, don't move or I'll shoot? And I'm like, I don't know what he said. Yeah. These two guys didn't even speak Spanish. Are you kidding me, dude? Come on. You got to speak a little bit of the language if you're going to go into cartel territory. Oh, they didn't do any research at all. Just going to drive into Mexico. It's okay. I'm, I'm not trying to rag on these two guys, but I'm sorry. They do exemplify the arrogance of our weak generation. The panic and fear from these guys who didn't do any research into where they were going. Let alone what these people are doing going to Ukraine. The foreign legion, man. Packing list and other tips for those wanting to travel to Poland and Europe to volunteer. Jeez, just no, man. Former Korean UDT SEAL operator is now fighting the Russians. Hey, I got no problem with that. You want to volunteer for Ukraine? I think it's a bad idea. 
but you're military trained, veteran or otherwise, okay, sure. Risks of a Russian ceasefire offer. Oh, yeah. The foreign legion in Ukraine will include a separate Belarusian regiment. So many of these uh, uh, people who are flying the Ukrainian flag, you know, what? props to them for actually deciding to go there, because at at the very least, you got more balls than a lot of people who virtue signal online. But I just got to tell you, man, what what a generation that we've become. And I wonder what this means. Russia is still a nation that drafts its citizens, 135,000 rounding up. 134,500. These young men in Russia are getting military training. They are not going to be wads of cookie dough. Americans are. And now you got Joe Biden coming out. You got the army. The army's in shambles. The two mom things backfired. Army can't recruit anymore. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. For me, I'm just like, the, the American community has fractured. There is no unified mission. And, there, and, and no one's really fighting for any true American values at this point. It's just, uh, as I mentioned the other day on IRL, if you ask the left what's the, what's, what's the greatest threat the country faces, they're going to say the far right. If you ask the, the right or libertarians, they're going to say wokeness and the far left. But, you know, maybe China. The fact is we, have, we are ripped apart. So the only thing I can tell you is a strong individual makes a strong family, makes a strong neighborhood, a strong city, a strong country. So make sure you can protect yourself, that you're prepared for the worst. If you're ever going on trips, know, know the dangers and have an emergency plan. And if everybody did, we'd all be better off for it. That includes Neighborhood Watch. You got to be careful about Neighborhood Watch organizations, though. So uh, I'll end by saying this. Don't take any advice from me. And I mean it. Hear what I say. Research it. If you agree it's correct, make a decision for yourself what you think is the most important thing you can do. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.